Welcome to the Sex, Kids, and the Internet Show with Buddy Knight. Our show addresses real threats to families in the 21st century, internet pornography, online predators, and sexual immorality. Since we are talking about sensitive matters of an adult nature, please use headphones or make sure children aren't nearby, even if they're sleeping. Get ready to take some notes, grab your Bible, and discover how you can protect yourself, your marriage, and your children from threats facing us today. Ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the Sex Kids in the Internet Show. I'm Buddy Knight here on ApostleRadio.org, and we're glad you joined us. Again, remember to use headphones or turn your sound down if there are others around, or make sure the kids aren't around, even if they're asleep, because you know Murphy's Law. They'll wake up at just the wrong time. And remember, you can always get more information about what we're doing on our website, as well as going to our web store and getting our Sex Kids in the Internet workbook, or the workbook, Flameproofing Your Kids, What God Says About Sex, and then How to Teach It to Your Children. Because no one taught me how to talk to my kids about this. Last week we talked about, how do I talk to kids under 10 about pornography? And that's a little difficult, because they don't really know what all is going on. But this week we're going to talk about 10-year-olds and up, which means we're dealing with teenagers. We also have a few different problems. Number one, they're going to have more inputs from their peers, a lot more peer pressure wanting to fit in. And they also understand a lot of the messages in our over-sexualized society. They've seen Sex in the City, Desperate Housewives. They may have seen a movie or a video that's a teeny bopper movie that has some sexual activity in it. And so they're exposed more to it, and that helps us, and it hurts us. So starting off with a young person, 10 and up, How do we talk to them about pornography? Well, first off, we have to talk about the dangers that pornography presents to them. In that it doesn't matter who you are, male or female, all of these dangers apply. To begin with, pornography programs a person as to what turns them on and gets them aroused. If a child, or an adult for that matter, is viewing predominantly pornography involved with a certain sexual act or type of pornography, that's going to become their trigger emotionally and psychologically and physically to becoming aroused and turned on and all those things. The problem is it's programming them for that act or maybe one or two acts, and they're not able to just be in a normal, healthy, heterosexual relationship. They may even be drawn into the world of fetishes and kinkiness. The programming is real, and it can also lead directly to addiction. Some studies indicate that kids can become addicted in less than two weeks' exposure. And the addiction neurochemically is as strong as cocaine. Scientists found out this year why they think pornography addiction is that much harder to get over even for adults, and it's because there's also a fear response. You're afraid you're going to get caught, you know God's watching, whatever. And when you have that fear and the sexual pleasure going on and all of that interacting in the brain, it makes the addiction mechanism that much stronger. So they need to know this is worse than cocaine. Plus it gives them ideas they shouldn't have, either basic ideas on sexual behavior that they're not old enough to handle, they're not married, so they're not authorized, But there's a lot of stuff out there that's weird, kinky, and violent, and they don't need these ideas. One 10-year-old boy who was arrested up in the Northeast two years ago for molesting first and second graders was asked, where did you get these ideas? And he turned to the police officer and said, 
Got them off the internet on some videos I saw. I don't know about y'all. When I was 10, I thought girls had cooties or something. But the kids are being exposed to stuff, and they're given ideas they shouldn't have. Pornography also harms their own self-image and their image of their future spouse. If a girl is seeing pornography and seeing how women are treated in those movies, stories, pictures, that doesn't give her a strong self-image of a good, loving Christian wife. She gets the idea she should be used or abused. And guys get the view that they should be used or abused, because there's a lot of that out there too, females dominating males. Or they may feel that their role as a husband, a manly man, is to dominate and control their wife. When what God said is that we are equal, both in the bedroom and out. And finally, one harm is unrealistic expectations in marriage. Here's an example you can use with them. Ask them how many movies they've seen where the hero beats the living daylights or out of this really big guy who really should just crush them. You know, it's a big marine or a big henchman of an evil guy. But the hero always just seems to win. Sort of like when Luke and Leia in the very, very first Star Wars film, not the number one that came out after the first three, but the very first one in 77, when Luke and Leia are on the Death Star and they're running for their lives, the Imperial stormtroopers, who are said to be crack shots, can't hit the broadside of a barn. When in reality, at least one of them would have got a good shot off and Luke or Leia would have been hit. It's because it's fantasy. It's fiction. And what pornography shows is an unrealistic, fictional, idealized form of sexuality. There may be some relationship to reality, but it's not real. It's not representative of what they can expect when they do become married and have a vibrant, passionate love life with their spouse after marriage. So those are the specific dangers and ways that pornography can harm our children. Now, I actually had a young person bring this question up after one of my seminars. Yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to wait until marriage. Can't I just use porn as a substitute? Because, you know, I have all these feelings and desires. And you may encounter that, too, with your kids. So let's talk about how to talk to them and give you an example or a metaphor to use. Staying sexually pure is really staying on a diet, just a different kind of appetite. And when we're staying on a diet, we're controlling our appetite for either food, if it's a culinary diet, or our appetite for sex. Now, ask your children this. If they were on a diet, but they kept either going down to the food court and looking at the cookie store, just looking at the cookies and the donuts and the cakes... Or they're at a party and they know they're not supposed to eat a lot of food, but they just sample a few hors d'oeuvres. Ask them, how hard will it be for you to stay on your diet? And how easy will it be for you to suddenly go buy cookies and pastries or to do a real run and fill up a plate on that buffet table? Pornography is just like that. It triggers what's going on in your body to want more and more. And it makes it not easier to stay physically pure, but more difficult. It associates pleasure and sex even more intensely in your being, and you want it more. It lowers your barriers. If you can just say no to porn, 
it's easier to just say no to your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your friends at a party. Then it's important with kids, because kids make mistakes, to tell them what to do if something happens. And if they're on the computer and porn pops up, like happened with one of my kids, he was doing something relatively innocent. He clicked a link that took him somewhere he shouldn't go. Well, when that happens, a child should be told, like we said last week with younger kids, just turn the monitor off. Then tell an adult. Now, if they're an older child and the adults aren't home, they need to put a sign on the monitor saying, Mom and Dad, you need to check this out to keep their brothers and sisters from viewing it. And then tell them how they got to that web page and what happened and emphasize with the teens that they're not going to get in trouble, not if it's an innocent thing. And again, show concern, not anger, when this actually happens. We do not want to have negativity associated with sex in general. We want to make sure that we keep the focus replay. We want to make sure we keep the focus on God's safe zone of marriage for sexual expression. Now what about peer pressure? It's not just your child's gender you have to worry about. Today among our kids, peer pressure related to sex and pornography crosses the boundaries. Boys are encouraging girls. Girls are trying to talk boys into viewing porn or going further than they want. And it could be their own boyfriend or girlfriend said, hey, let's just watch this. And they may be trying to get your son or daughter to go further by getting them all turned on and fired up with the porn. It may be that the guys on the football team say, hey, we're going over to Johnny's house and we're going to watch some porn he's downloaded. There's a lot of pressure. You need to tell your kids that it's important for them to set the example to not go with the crowd. One, because it's harmful. Number two, their example may inspire others to stand strong in their faith and in their conviction. And you need to tell them this also. The Internet and pornography are not a place for education about sex and sexual matters. What some kids are doing today, especially young girls, is seeking an education. When I was a kid in the 70s, a girl might wonder, am I a good kisser? Well, that's not the question they have today. They're looking on the web for how to be better at sex and other sexual activities. We need to tell them, you don't go learning on the Internet until you're about to get married, and even then, go only to the Christian sites that talk about sexuality, not to the porn sites. Finally, tell them that pornography does influence us. What we see, what we entertain ourselves with, affects how we think. If it didn't, there wouldn't be commercials, and there would not be an advertising agency. Look at what Jesus said about sin. From the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander in Matthew 15:19, Our kids need to know that if they put garbage in their hearts, sin is going to come out. And looking is a sin. What if they've fallen, though? What if they've already become involved with it? Let them know that there is forgiveness through Jesus Christ and the cross. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Even though the church has historically made sexual sin a big sin, and it is serious, it's never a sin that Jesus and his blood can't conquer.
So, finally, you tell your youth, if you have a problem, get help. See your youth pastor, Sunday school teacher, and emphasize that you love them and trust them. Thanks for joining us this week. Next week, we're going to talk about something you may not be expecting, and that's portable pornography. What devices are you buying your children that allow them to access pornography? And the week after that, we're going to talk about women, marriage, and pornography with some shocking statistics on the number of women not only using pornography, but addicted to it. We're also going to have a Q&A session in a month or so where we're going to take the questions that you email to us and talk about them as best we can. So send those questions in to radio at knightsquest.org. See us next week, and remember to always spread the word. We're out here to help you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Sex Kids in the Internet show, where we're not promoting pornography, but equipping families to defend themselves against 21st century temptations. Why? Because the threat is out there, and the Bible addresses it. The information and views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of ApostleRadio.org. For more information about Night's Quest Ministries, the producer of the show, visit ApostleRadio.org in their Programs tab, or visit our site at KnightsQuest.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your returning next week. Remember, spread the word. We'll be here. The pre- and post-production of Sex, Kids, and the Internet was engineered at Tucker Communications and aired on ApostleRadio.org. To contact, go to www.tukco.net.